good, good, the bad, the bad, and and the ugly, the ugly, ugly. With Terence Pillay. Hello, Terence. Hello, Darren. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but You're no wrong. one. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone has had a sit down chat to John Steenhuisen since he became parliamentary leader. No, nobody has. So this is an it's exclusive. This is exclusive to uh, to East Coast Breakfast with Terence Pillay. It is, and you know, John's always been a very vocal member of the Democratic Alliance. Mm. Uh, so when the end of October saw those number of high-profile resignations within the party, Steenhuisen was the former chief whip, was the obvious choice as the next year parliamentary uh, leader. Mm -hmm. He also veiled himself to become the party leader in the wake of uh, Maimani. Shocking resignation at a press conference. Now, John is a Durban native, so he comes from here. As you know, he started when he was 22 years old, and now he faces the daunting task of actually leading the party that's been dogged with controversy Mm. over the loss of voters, infighting within the party and all of that. So I had a sit-down with him this week. Take a listen. John, congratulations on your new position. But I think for those that don't know, what exactly is this position with the DA? Well, the position is the parliamentary leader of the party in the National Assembly and uh, in Parliament. Mm-hmm. So it's separate to being the federal leader of the party, the position that Lucy Maimani occupied. Uh, and essentially, you're responsible for the day-to-day operations and leadership of the members of Parliament, what they're doing, and the program of the DA in the National Assembly. So why did this position come about now? Well, as you would know, the DA did not have a very good election result. We lost in the region around about 470,000 votes. And as a result of that, it uh, called upon the party to do some serious introspection. And in that regard, a commission into the election results and the reasons for the reversals was commissioned by the then leader, Musi Maimani, and it's made up of a panel of individuals from both within and without the party. And they produced a report which was uh, a very frank assessment of what we had done wrong and during the course of the election campaign and they made some suggestions. That was then digested by the Federal Executive and the Federal Council. As a result of the panel inquiry and the findings thereof, the leader of the party, Musi Maimani, made a decision to stand down and when he stood down as a federal leader, he automatically uh, resigned uh, as the parliamentary leader Mm. and then decided to leave parliament altogether. But if this report carried any weight, he would have had to step down anyway. Well, I think that uh, what... A lot of the analysts are missing uh, because it so seldom happens in South Africa is that there has to be accountability. And this is not a foreign concept in the rest of the world where parties perform badly, leaders step down, and they give their party space to regroup, reform, and grow again. In politics, the back stops the leader's office. I think the irony was that uh, Musi Maimani himself had commissioned this report from Ryan Katsia, Tony Leon, and, and Mikhail LaRue. They titled it What is Wrong with the DA and How to Fix It. So, John, in your opinion, what is wrong with the DA? Well, I think there's been a deep ideological drift over the course of the last uh, two years, and that has led to a situation where the DA has reacted to many situations uh, in a manner which uh, is not consistent with the values and principles of the party that have sustained it and its predecessors for for decades through some of the darkest times of of the country's history. It's those values and principles that have sustained it. And I think that led to a ideological incoherence 
and voters looked at the DA and were not sure what it was standing for, what it was fighting for, on whose behalf it was fighting, and what it was trying to do. Mm. And I think this led to them drifting away to parties on both the left and the right who were far less ambiguous about what their mission was. Um, I also think that uh, you, you've seen uh, many instances where the DA got confused and sort of sucked into the ANC narrative on things rather than very clearly setting out its own stall about what it offers for South Africa. And I think that voters are tired of hearing uh, the DA banging on about how bad the ANC are. Mm. What they're looking for is a party that's putting its own solutions on the table about how it can drive South Africa forward. So I think we became far too reactionary to the ANC rather than setting out our own clear vision about where we want to take South Africa and the best way to get there. I wish we could actually have had a little bit more time because, yes, everyone agrees that uh, there seems to be a split in the ideology in the DA. But what is the ideology that you're trying to push forward? Are you going back to the original roots of liberal capitalism? Are you that much against social uh, so- uh, socialist democracies? I, I'm not entirely sure. What is this ideology you want to return to? If you go to the blog, he's full interviews there. Fantastic. But coming up in part two, you know, another issue that's dogged the uh, DA is mm. one of race. And we talk about that. Nice. Coming up. This is an exclusive first time sit down with the new DA parliamentary leader, John Steenhazen. Uh, my takeaway from the first part of the interview is that he's right. It is very refreshing for when leaders are failing in a party, you step down. Say, mm. okay, I can't do it. Get someone else to do it. That is very un-South African. Mm. So um, that was one interesting takeaway. But as you said, obviously, if you're talking about the DA, you have to address race. Yeah, 100%. You know, in fact, when Herman Mashaba resigned and uh, he was being interviewed by a whole whack of press, um, he said that uh, race seemed to be irrelevant mm. to, to to the DA. So it's, it's a huge issue with them. And I, I talked to John about it. Since Maimani uh, resigned, uh, you also saw Herman Mashaba resign, um, Afal Trollope resign. Is the DA hemorrhaging its top leadership? Um, no, I don't think it's, uh, that that is the case. And these are all personal decisions of these individuals, um, and those need to be respected. But certainly, you know, a party is made up of far more than just big personality. Uh, the party is made up of structures. It's made up of uh, of uh, branches, of regions, of provinces. And all that remains intact, and the mission is still there. So while yeah. leaders come and go from political parties, and we've had many leaders come and go or under very different circumstances, uh, the party's mission uh, continues. And I've no doubt that what we, we will come at the end of this stronger and more determined to complete the mission of building a, the core of a non-racial alternative to the ANC in South Africa. And that mission is bigger than any individual. It's a, it's a democratic project uh, which, which is required if South Africa's multi-party democracy is to be sustained going forward. You know, Herman Mashaba himself, when he resigned, said that that race is irrelevant in the discussion about inequality and poverty and um, that the DA was failing to attract black voters. Where do you stand on this? Well, I think that anybody who just simply disregards race as an issue in uh, 21st century South Africa is frankly naive and is going to be left behind. Of course, race still determines a great deal of things in South Africa, uh, but 
think that the point that the DA is making and the point I would like us to move forward to is that you don't address the inequities and the scars of race-based policies by introducing more race-based policies. Now, the, the report said that the party is divided on the issue of race. Is that true? Well, I think that parties the world over have differences on a number of things. Uh, if you look in Great Britain, the Conservative Party there has very different views within their own party on how to deal with Brexit. Not every Republican in the United States supports Donald Trump and building the wall. And I think those disagreements within a party are healthy because it's through that tension and that debate uh, that you come out with, with policies. So I don't think we're any less or more divided than any other political party in the world. You've got individuals within the party who have got different opinions on how to address the problems. Given these changes and fractures, what does the future look like for the DA? Well, I think that the DA must use this opportunity to uh, reposition itself and to set out very clearly and unambiguously what we are, what we're fighting for, on whose behalf we're fighting, and what we want South Africa to look like, and set out in spellbinding clarity to the voters of South Africa what that future looks like, and then the very clear pathway to get there. And I think if we can do that, um, I think that we can bring a, a progressive agenda of hope and change to South Africa. Hmm. You know, um, the full interview with John Steenhuisen is online, ecr.co.za. Click on the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the DA yeah, is a fascinating uh, political story because yeah. in South Africa, where the narrative for the ruling party literally is corruption, nepotism, cronyism, and the only arguments that they have against anything else uh, is race baiting, yeah. you would think the official opposition would have it pretty easy and that any challenges the DA have right now, they've only created for themselves. 100%. And I hope they can sort themselves out. No. Uh, otherwise, who's going to be the official opposition? Any good government needs a good official yeah, opposition. 100. Thank you, Terence. Thanks.